1: Pod Save
0: the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen, where we're going to be all about the tiaras and the fancy dinners and everything that has been happening during Donald Trump's state visit. I am your host, Anne Gripper. I am joined by our style director, Amber Grafland, because there are lots of pretty dresses to
2: talk about. A lot of dresses, a lot of glitz.
0: And I'm also joined once again by our Royal Editor Russell Myers, who is delighted to be talking about the dresses, but will also be giving <laughs> us the inside track of uh, the Royal events that he's been at this week, because he's been at some of the real like centrepieces of
1: what's been going on. And any fashion advice or tips you want from me seeing all the dresses up close. I'm, I know. I'm, that's why I'm here.
2: So we've we... no invites again. <laughs> we are in the office well
1: you know you it's know. a very exclusive the club i'm made. afraid
2: so um
0: when we were talking last week when we were looking ahead to the visit it was all about the politics we're going to leave the politics out of it this time largely yes probably a little bit smattering of what was Let's going enjoy on enjoy it
1: for what it was
0: and it seems to have gone pretty well
1: yeah definitely i think on all sides everyone's been um really pleased with 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 how it's gone uh p- perhaps pleasantly surprised about how well it has gone um, Trump hasn't really put a foot out of place, he's, um, he was very very polished, he took his time, he seemed to be um, in awe of the Queen and the surroundings that he had been um, found himself in and uh, and I think he was deep down very very appreciative of the fact that he has been afforded this great occasion because it's um, he's only the third US President to be afforded the honour and um, you know and there's Protest didn't even really um, you know, touch the sides. I think there was a few, a couple of thousand people perhaps out there, but the police had been uh, preparing for up to 250,000. I mean, there were 6,000 police in central London yesterday wow. just dealing with the protests. So I've heard numbers of around 10,000, 10, but he said that he hadn't seen anything. We were, well, we did see some, but overall it's been very, very positive, which is not usually uh, words we associate with Donald Trump.
0: So one thing we must just correct ourselves on from last week is that I'd still been hoping that there might be a carriage procession, but there wasn't, which has been the case for all of the yes. US president state visits because it's just deemed too much of a security risk.
1: Absolutely. And um, I, I can't remember whether, uh, I, I think I'd got myself in models during the week as well when I was writing some notes, but um, the, the, no, the, both, uh, the other two US presidents, obviously uh, Bush in 2003, I think it was, and 2011 was Obama, neither of those had... Courage procession. So it's obviously uh, the American security uh, services don't like the fact that it's so o- out in the open. Um, I mean, which you can was, understand. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and especially if it's a, a controversial visit as well. And there we have seen um, other state uh, visits being marred by protests. But um, Trump was uh, sort of winging his way mostly between Winfield House, and, which is American ambassador's residence in Regent Park. Um, just a short hop over to Buckingham Palace by helicopter. It was very, very impressive when I was in the grounds of Buckingham Palace waiting for them to arrive. I was in the grounds of Buckingham Palace. <laughs> says Russell.
0: Okay, so we...
1: it was very, very impressive. I mean, the you know not only the pomp and ceremony of the the British um, coming to the fore, but also the American helicopters that were. Um, on hand to to take the staff and uh, and the trumps.
0: I guess you get a feeling of presence when there's those. Yeah, houses. big time. So one of my one of, uh, one of my former colleagues, she she she, taken a picture of the helicopter, kind of, um, like whatever the helicopter equivalent of a motorcade is that was flying over London. She said, I didn't manage to get a picture of them when they were going past my balcony, but there's a high chance they saw me in my pants. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so shout out to Nicola. Hello, if you're listening. Um, so. Without the carriage procession, that made definitely the state banquet the most glamorous, showiest, glitziest thing that happened. I mean, there were tiaras a go go for yeah. the Queen and Camilla and Kate. Kate looking resplendent in her new sash for with the Dame Grand. Of the Royal Victoria Order, so she now matches the the Duchess of Cornwall. Lots of
1: jewels on show, lots of amazing dresses. A hundred and seventy guests. It's a big hall, and I'd seen um, again. It's I, I got to see some parts of Buckingham Palace, which I've I've never seen before so Tell us what you saw Russell so what did you we say? went so the actual ballroom is is fantastic it's just a uh, you know this resplendent uh, white and gold massive huge um ceilinged room uh, this sort of horseshoe table with um you know all the, this uh, the cutlery and the 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 dining service which was from 18 34 pounds. I'll check that later. I've got to check your rights. <laughs> I overheard I one of the guys saying it. I, I didn't check, but I think it's, it's around. Um, the 1800s. is like a 200-piece dinner set, and
0: getting on for 200 years old, basically.
1: Y- yes, it's yeah. Oh, it was just magnificent. The six glasses, the different wines. One of the wines was 1400 quid a bottle. Some of the wines were only about 35 quid a bottle. Oh yeah, the and g- obviously Trump does The Great
0: Park 2014 yes. English sparkling wine. I think I might be trying myself some of that at some um, stage. That sounds rather nice. It English was, sparkling yeah. wine is the uh, way forward. The
1: big, uh, big fancy menu. Lots of the pe- the way the procession people come in was. was fantastic to see we actually got to go and see the table plans just probably about an hour before the actual state banquet you, so you can see obviously who is sitting next to who um which was pretty interesting we had oh dear I've got some notes um i'll I'll try and get you who was sitting... because it was really interesting sort of Ivanka sitting next to
0: um she walked I think she walked in with William did she
1: no William walked in with three three made right. her prime minister right. um anyway regards to that it was very interesting to see the dynamics of obviously a lot of thought that had gone into who's sitting next to who um and the the different placements of um of, of everyone and the speeches were fantastic as well again you know it's 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 very difficult to be find anything critical about Trump's visit in terms of how he presented himself. I know there was the initial um, tweets before he'd even landed at London Stansted when he was tweeting about London Mayor Sadiq Khan and calling him a stone-cold loser. So stuff like that is not very um, diplomatic or fitting of his office. However, when he's up in close quarters with the Queen, you could definitely f- get a feeling that he was absolutely um in awe of the occasion and and um, and ca- and carried himself very well
0: so did you get to see them walking in for the banquet or did you get no, to see them No so pictures? when we so saw them up close
1: was was um, within the picture gallery when uh, Trump Melania and what well, and the other and Ivanka Trump and her husband Gerald Kushner were after the lunch they had a private lunch with the queen prince of wales camilla prince harry came to the private lunch which was probably about an, an hour or two after they arrived on the Monday. And then they were taken into um, one of the, it's sort of a hall, a very grand hallway that they were using as a uh, the picture gallery. Um, and they brought out certain um, artefacts of American significance from the Royal Collection and of significance to President Trump. There was a book of tartans that they'd opened on the page of his mother's tartan from the MacLeod clan, Um, and there was uh, other... There was a book about Churchill, I think. There was some... Other um, things that they were, sh- that they were taking, uh, Tim Knox, the director of the Royal Collection, and the Queen, because it is her collection, was taking Trump around.
0: Imagine the Queen as your tour guide. It like, was fantastic. How amazing! And, would and, that and be? Trump
1: got big brownie points because he stopped right in front of a Rembrandt picture uh, painting, rather, which is um, one of it is what we're told is, is one of the favourites, or if not the favourite, of the Queen's entire Royal Collection. And he stopped without being prompted, and, and, and was remarked. On it, and was asking the Queen about it, and they had this amazing dialogue. Um, and uh, and again, he was he was very very respectful of of, of where he was, and I think it was um it, it um I think he had a great time.
0: I think there's there's that funny moment which I think quite a lot of people have remarked on that it's quite typical of husband husbands and wives everywhere where uh i don't know who it was that asked the, asked donald trump you know do you recognize this item He are like no i'm not sure i've seen that before and then melania kind of goes, i think we gave that to the queen last this year this is the
1: pewter horse statue that they gave to the queen uh last july when they had the working visit in windsor and had this sort of this comedic scenes of him standing in front of the queen and the queen having to shuffle around him but um yeah it was it, it well they, they said to him do you recognize this and he said no but melania saved the day who didn't really, we didn't really get to see her um, interact with, with anyone. I'm, I'm told that she's very, very polite and uh, the Prince of Wales and Camilla thought that she was very warm and personable when they met her at Clarence House. However, I think she just, um, she's. I mean, she's very poised. She's very professional. She took a back seat and she just sort of allowed, um, allowed the Donald to, to do his thing.
0: I mean, she is a very... She looked very classy, I oh. thought, throughout the... throughout. She looked the. phenomenal. She's had a lot
2: of praise for her outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Were you you a fan, Amber? How much Um, much did you love Melania's wardrobe? I'm a fan, but I think also what, what we see now increasingly with the royals, and it's a trick that she's picked up, is that obviously Kate Middleton for a long time used her dress sense and her clothing to kind of communicate messages, especially when she went on royal tours. She'd always make sure that she wore designers by the country that she was going to visit, and there were little hidden messages in the things she wore, and I think this is something we've seen Melania do very effectively. Before she'd even boarded Air Force One and left Washington, she was wearing a Gucci dress that had London landmarks, on it, so I think it was <laughs> fairly clear that she was trying to kind I of you know, going warm up her <laughs> host before she'd even arrived. It was a nice touch. I mean, I know it was a Gucci dress, and there's a whole other side story to that. But actually, I but, don't really engage with that. I don't really yeah, agree with it. It was a recent um, yeah.
0: Gucci fashion show, which was. Pr- choice and obviously abortion is a huge debate in yeah but i think
2: she's it's a a designer that she's liked for a long time i don't think this is suddenly something new she hasn't suddenly started to to wear gucci so i'm kind of not really subscribing to that then she arrived at stansted wearing a burberry blouse that had medals printed on it and everybody thought that was a nice kind of um tribute to to, um, d-day so yeah lots of hidden messages there um the first, obviously, the white dress code. Can we just discuss that? The fact that they all did wear white. There was yeah. not an
1: official dress code, no, it was isn't. it? No, I was interested in this. I yeah. Was gonna ask you. I mean, I've
2: been reading around it. Apparently, it's not unusual for a state banquet for guests to wear white. And a lot of the thinking behind that is you've just described the fact that the room is white. Yes. Um, also, it's a good opportunity. And it's called a
1: white tie and tiara ball. So yep. it kind of fits it. But not all
2: it. the guests were white. No, I, I didn't think
1: Ivanka's, I mean, you can tell me, but I thought Ivanka looked like she was going to sort of very posh party in the Hamptons rather than the really state Really expensive banquet. Carolina
2: Herrera dress, yeah, £5,000 worth, but it, I don't think it really a, it wasn't right of, for the occasion. It was
1: like Little House on the Prairie dress. I mean, it was... Yeah. Russell so is I'm in into the- I
2: love this. I love <laughs> that we agree on this. So, <laughs> so it's this. not official that everybody has to wear white, but obviously the main guest did. Another so theory it shows off the sash very well. Yep. So and also the jewelry and there yep. was a lots of very amazing tiaras obviously we've mentioned the fact that people were wearing very very glamorous jewelry Camilla wore the Boucheron honeycomb tiara that of the Queen Mothers so everybody was looking very very elegant and maybe it is just it's something that works and they know that also then there's no color clash everybody looks good together let's face it this is an amazing photo opportunity there is a lot of planning that goes into it so I think maybe it's just something that they know it is it's a tried and tested formula that works and I think it's it's Kate was noticeably wearing white. Yes. I mean, the last time there was a state banquet, it was kind of that slightly
0: questionable pale blue dress, yep. which I didn't really like. It was a bit kind of, I don't know, funny shape somehow. And then, I mean, the one I loved was the amazing red dress that she wore for the, for the Chinese banquet um, several years back now. Um, but this time she was wearing white for the first time. McQueen again, obviously. I wasn't
2: very keen on it, to be honest. I thought it was very, it had lots of um, ruffle detail. I did, it wasn't one of my favourite, I've got to be honest. Can
0: I be... I'm going to give one of my classic go on, go, and go.
2: descriptions of a dress.
0: It looked a little bit like when you go round to like your great aunt's house and she's got one of I those ladies covering the toilet roll <laughs> that's kind of crocheted. You're not you wrong. It did look like roll. that. But it did show off the sash beautifully. It yeah. did
2: show off the sash. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It just definitely wasn't one of the favourite outfits that I've seen her wear. And I thought it was a little bit disappointing for McQueen personally. Um, Melania obviously looked incredible. In I a Dior looked- sleeveless Dior gown. I like the gloves. Phenomenal. The elbow length gloves. Very, very stylish. Very sophisticated. So, I mean, she's, she's kind of looked absolutely amazing on every, you know... A, a, at every opportunity and I think it's you know as you say her, her, Donald's visit has gone down very well but I think she's been incredibly well received and I think a lot of that is because she hasn't tried to steal the limelight she just looked very elegant very understated very well turned out and I think you know people have really kind of well, I was it.
1: listening to, a, to it was um uh, I don't know he was uh, an advisor to try, it was on BBC yesterday but he was saying uh, her approval ratings in the states are huge because That's everyone does really respect the fact that she um you know she doesn't necessarily wade into to certain uh, issues she does sort of do play the lady, uh, the role of the first lady in a more historic way perhaps she's sort of allowing the president to get on with the, his duty but then she's doing you know other really good projects on the side. But when it comes to the big occasions, she just does them perfectly well.
0: Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say that I thought was, uh, so. Melania's dress with the sort of the sheer bit at the top. Yeah. It's nice, a little bit of cheeky glam with it yeah. um, but you noticed as well something about her outfit on the on the first afternoon when she met up with Charles and Camilla with us you know the glamorous hat yeah
2: what well, I love that as soon as people see someone arrive at Buckingham Palace then it's we have to have a comparison don't we we love to draw a comparison yeah. so initially it was Eliza Doolittle Audrey Hepburn with the, the the blue and white outfit which I thought was a bit of a stretch because if anybody can remember that outfit she has a big sun umbrella it's a huge oversized hat and it's all very frilly and ornate so I don't don't really think that was a very fair comparison but actually the one that seemed to um kind of gain ground throughout the day and everybody seemed to agree with it that actually navy and white was a you know a firm favorite of princess diana's and actually when you looked past past outfits actually the hat and the outfit were very very similar to things that she's worn in the past maybe that was a subtle do you think
1: that i mean because i was wondering about this of whether that they you know her um what was someone who's a dresser a stylist, a stylist. team of have, would you, So her team would they would they look through the archives and plan it and yeah, because thing. look
2: through when during the inauguration the outfits that had a bit of a nod to Jackie Kennedy I think there's a l- so much planning that goes yeah. into this. There's absolutely no coincidence. Yeah, yeah I, I like think the it was fact was that that
1: happens. Deliberate. I think yeah. it is. I think it is quite cool.
2: It mm. make
0: it just, and if you, I mean, if you think Science. about British people who have affected global fashion,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, Diana Diana's is the ultimate one. She's probably yeah. still number one. Yeah. However
0: much you know, Kate and Meghan are are um you know changing things up now
2: diana's still yeah and let's face it it's never going to be an unpopular move to emulate princess diana's style so again i think it was an example of her using her clothes to to kind of win over her host and to show that she was really excited and kind of grateful to be here
0: um speaking of megan influencing fashion
2: so i can't remember which awards do it was recently might have been the tv
0: baftas um there were a lot of people wearing kind of capey dresses the cape thing is huge which reminded me a lot of Megan, I can't... I mean, it may just be that I hadn't noticed people doing it before Megan started doing it, but I've certainly noticed it more since. And then you saw um, both Melania and Ivanka had sort of capy style things last night for the... U.S. ambassadors. Yes, yeah, so and
2: Milana definitely saved them the best or last. I think she wore a very dramatic floor-length Givenchy gown. Um, in what we could, I've been calling it Republican red. I mean,
0: imagine um, my, my microphone. It does match your microphone
2: <laughs> and your headphones. <laughs> um, she did look incredible. It made her look very statuesque. She looked very powerful. It was their night, really, wasn't it? It was their opportunity to say thank you to their hosts. They were kind of, you know, repaying the the the, the kind of. Um, The fact that we rolled out the red carpet for them. Mm -hmm. So they kind of pulled out all the stops last night. And I think that was definitely the night to wear that outfit. Obviously, people then jumped on the fact that it was Givenchy and it's the designer that Meghan chose for her wedding. And we know there's been a little bit of talk around some comments between... Donald Trump and Megan. So uh, a little bit was made of that but again I think I don't know if that was really anything to do with it. I think she just chose a very fabulous dress for um, a big occasion. Um, can we just give Camilla a mention? Oh Camilla. You know she's my favorite royal. Let's talk about <laughs> Camilla. <laughs>
0: like she just uh, you know I guess in the same in the same way as the um Melania didn't have a lot to do during this visit, apart from look good alongside her husband camilla again was you know she wasn't she wasn't the main event because generally the queen was there, never mind Prince Charles, but she just was wearing i mean it was classic
2: camilla outfits, really, yeah, so she wore i mean, i loved um for the steak dinner um I love the fact that she wore Bruce oldfield, he's a really established british designer has dressed a lot of the royals actually. And I love the fact that she kind of you know went to him to create this really amazing gown. It was obviously white because we that was that was the theme. It had just sheer sleeve and it had kind of um, almost like a brocade detail on it. I thought she looked amazing, and she also wore another gown, a white dress by Fiona Clare, her um, obviously her wedding dress designer. So she yeah she I think she looked amazing. So well done, Um, Queen. One
0: person that people have commented
2: on, so Donald Trump in his
0: white tie, he had quite a lot of white
2: waistcoat going on. Is that
0: because his jacket didn't close or because it was a design choice or was it. What? I
2: think it's a design choice and I've seen him do it before and I think it's quite an American dinner jacket mm. thing. I have seen it done before. It looks odd because it's just not correct in terms of the way we would dress here it's that they are not rules that, that, that uh, and work
1: i was just saying they would say uh, some people in the news would say oh, what's it like what's he like you know up close he's a big guy mm. and the way he wears his suits i think it almost presents him even bigger because he's very barrel-chested you know, a uh, bit of debate about how tall he is. I think he's six foot three, six, basically six foot two. But the way he wears his suits, they are very, very tailored, as in very straight and large. <laughs> and I think it gives it the, the sort of appearance that he's he potentially bigger than he is. But it uh, it was, it did look a little strange.
0: Um, so who else did you get to see up close and what did you make of like their? Kind of demeanour and how you expected them to be. Again, to
1: I, th- I thought I thought Trump would be more bombastic. I mean, but he was straight up. At, so when they arrived, he got off the um, the helicopter. Uh, Charles and Camilla were there to meet him on the lawn. That was all very cordial. There was a bit of a back, uh, bit of a backslapping with um, him and Charles, which which seemed very. Um, very pleasant there was no awkwardness then they went up the stairs at the sort of the back steps in the garden of buckingham palace and when he met the queen there's a bit of a thing made on twitter and on the online about whether it's sort of a fist pump i don't know if you've seen the the picture it's quite interesting so the queen is so small anyway but she would only sort of give you the 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 fingers of her hand almost so you then your hand would envelop her fingers and because he's got well supposedly very (laughs) large or small hands depending what side of the fence on but it looked like from the the, um, photographer's viewpoint um it was a fist bump but i'm sure it did look like it It was very funny laugh a lot but again she was all smiling he was very respectful um some let's clear up the controversy about the protocol now he is of whether he should have bowed and melania should have curtsied but i am assured that there's no set um protocol it's up to the individual, but as he is a head of state, then he doesn't need to bow. He is on the same um, footing as her, and as Melania is his wife, she is as well. So that probably clears up some controversy over to whether they should have been bowing or curtsying.
0: Well, that sounds that sounds fair enough. I mean... I thought the Queen seemed on really good form as well.
1: Very like, much so, but she's the best. I mean, who who is better at this job in the world, perhaps? You know, she's put up with a lot of um, things that have been thrown at her th- throughout her, um, her life. And in terms of, you know... Um, having to socialise or entertain, welcome people who um, are fairly distasteful throughout the world, and they are sort of above politics. There is, were reasons um, of the day that that um, Trump was invited, or any other um, distasteful world leaders would be, and it's and it's her duty to to push them aside and and be um, a hospitable host. I think she thought that Donald was fun. Yeah, I th- it, it seemed that way. I mean, it at, the, did. at the banquet when we, were, you know, watching it, that there's, you know, they had they had a bit of a relationship in terms of um, how pleasant Donald was being. I'm sure that he was, uh, it was a, again a bit of a hoo ha about whether when he made his speech at the state banquet and, he, and she stood up and he put his arm on her shoulder. So, so went, uh, yeah, a bit, it a, bit it a bit of, of Around non- her
0: it back, it and it wasn't entirely clear did it touch, or was it just that kind of like guarding? Again, it, gesture, was cool, clear, it was cool.
1: It was, you know, he he does that to a lot of people, whether it's male or female, walking in front of him, tapping on the back. You see it with Melania a lot <clears throat> when they're getting on and off the, the helicopter. Um, and but the Queen didn't seem to even flinch about it. Right. So you know, it looked maybe natural movie, and it, it looked warm. Yeah. Whether
0: whether contact was made or not, who knows? As um, Judy James, friend of the podcast, yes. our body language expert, she, she yeah. looked at a couple of different things that had been going on. She said, you know, the Queen kind of had a big grin. So even if he did, she yeah. really didn't. She really didn't care. And um, the the kind of respective speeches were were nice and kind of like that, warmth of. Um, friendship and importance of international cooperation. and. Um, well, but
1: also with the Queen also mentioning things on an international level. So we, she was definitely demonstrating the fact that there is a special relationship. But Britain is an outward, outward looking nation. We have an international partnership, whereas a lot of Trump's rhetoric was you know very, very positive. But it was, all, it was all about US and UK against the world almost, that we have this solid partnership. And it's up to us to you know, maintain that. And it's the best partnership in the world. And you know it will never um, it will it will never be forgotten because of the history that we share. Um, but you know again to Trump, and it sounds like I'm sort of. I mean, it's it, I, I struggled to be critical of how he was when when witnessing him up close, but I thought his speech was very impressive as well, and he'd obviously been practising it an awful lot because n- more often than not, he can't help himself but go off on tangents or, you know, look up and ad-lib a little bit, but it was very, very polished and um and fitting of, of where he was and, and, and obviously the, the celebrations of D-Day, and it, and it brought it back to that, which was very wise.
0: A little bit of extract that I heard, which I which I really enjoyed actually was him mentioning um about um the queen mother's visit to see the princess elizabeth as she was then mm, yeah um, r- r-
1: repairing the um the engine yeah working some yeah.
0: mechanics so i have dug out from the daily mirror archives the page in the paper from that day, and I will be posting it on our Instagram I will be posting pod Save.
1: I will be posting some videos from the week as well which I didn't get a chance to do but I promise I will upload loads of stuff today
0: yeah you probably want to follow Russell's own account on Instagram <laughs> as well as ours so you get all uh, the good stuff double double dose of of royaldom um Let's just talk about the menu quickly. Yes. So which one? Well, both. I've got them both here, and okay. we can say which one. Which ones would you rather? Would you rather have? So, at Buckingham Palace, you would have been eating a steamed fillet of halibut with watercress mousse, asparagus spears, and chervil sauce. Followed by saddle of new season Windsor lamb served with herb stuffing, spring vegetables, and port sauce. Followed by a strawberry sablé. Hope I've said that right. With lem- lemon verbena cream. Um, it's basically like a, a biscuit sandwich with cream and strawberries in the middle but looks really pretty and sounds really tasty um uh with then coffee and pity for to follow um and then for the dinner last night at the american ambassador
1: if you could read the menu this is oh yeah it was quite scrolly come on to that i interrupt quite
0: scrolly (laughs) um so dinner there was Fresh burrata cheese with heritage tomatoes, basil and Maldon salt. Grilled fillet of beef with pom anna, watercress puree, celeriac chantenay carrot. Uh, and then followed by summer berries and homemade vanilla ice cream, which some people rather cruelly called cheese salad, steak and chips, <laughs> and fruit and ice cream. Which was
1: pointed out to me very quickly after I uploaded the fanciness of, of the uh, menu, but they're entirely right.
0: But can I just say, no, burrata, burrata is not just cheese. <laughs> burrata is with a bit of leaf, as amazing, tomato. and also really nice tomatoes are the best things. Although in the you world. can get
1: that. What's the, What's the salt? Molden. You can buy that in Tesco.
0: Oh, yeah, you can buy burrata in Tesco. <laughs> and you can buy those fancy
1: carrots in Tesco as well. Yeah, I'm cook. sure you...
0: I mean, <laughs> they probably were from Tesco, <laughs> they? I mean, that would be funny. You can buy, you can buy herb stuffing to put in your lamb at, uh, at the supermarkets as well. I'm sure you can get uh, a halibut somewhere yeah. off the fish counter if you really what want What was it.
1: the main for the Buckingham Palace? Lamb. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I'll go for the BP menu.
0: Lamb. See, I, I quite like the burrata, but then I'm... I don't know what pom Anna are oh, I should have looked at. Pom Palmet- is potatoes. Yeah, Some pom potato. is, but what's Anna? No I idea should know that made one. up. Clearly made my-
1: <laughs> cool. a couple of spuds and a bit of <laughs> a steak.
0: But I think yeah, I'll go I'll go for the lamb and the <laughs> lamb and the pudding for um from Buckingham Palace. How about you, Amber? What are you fancying for dinner? No, I don't think I agree with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're all, we're, so we'll all come to BP next time. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Although I did have a three-course breakfast today in preparation oh, for this, today's witnessed podcast. i
1: I didn't like to say. <laughs> <I> had, <laughs> it's I actually had, dangerous around a bacon butty, this is for sure. I <laughs> <laughs> don't i really had a breakfast.
0: I had, I had a little yoghurt at home before I came in, and then <laughs> I had some cornflakes cool, cool and <laughs> banana because I was hungry. And then I'd forgotten that we were getting bacon butties in the office because we had, had, had a good month last month. So well, there were egg sandwiches also for those that oh. were those that were um, not. I've got to apologise because
2: I got Camilla's wedding dress designer wrong. Oh, Amber. Anna Valentine. Anna Valentine, yeah. of course
0: it is. Sorry about that. So possibly a new designer? Well, a, a different designer. Either way, she's, she Yeah, she's designed
2: dresses for her before. She did look amazing.
0: So after all of the um, royal excitement around London and a few political visits um, on yesterday as well, seeing the various political people, um, today it has been more about commemorations and um, I g well, I guess actually harking back to a lot of what um the, both the Queen and Donald Trump were referring to in their sure. in their speeches from the state banquet. So and about
1: the, and about why tr- Trump was here, really. I mean, he's you know the, he's he's mentioned it. It's been mentioned. Um, you know, despite the state visit, he was actually coming over to Portsmouth today in the South of England, and then to Normandy tomorrow to commemorate the D-Day landings, the 75th anniversary of the D-Day landings. And there were several world leaders there. We had um, Justin Trudeau from Canada, uh, Angela Merkel. Um, uh, Macron President Macron was there, was there. and um you know, Theresa may and the fantastic speeches um by none other than the queen herself and um and a, a very short speech but you know her words were particularly poignant she mentioned her father um uh, talking about the you know the hundreds of thousands of young soldiers and sailors and lefty shores who give us our freedom and and definitely Trump had been saying this suddenly with his, with his speeches throughout the um the the, the week that um that Britain and um, the the US were 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 bonded by the, by this um, tr- tremendous resolve to give the world its freedom and to, and for that to to always remain. And I thought that the, the the Queen's speech was um particularly poignant today.
0: Well, yeah, she always she's the woman for the big occasion. Yeah.
1: yeah, apart from Woody Johnson, the American ambassador, and a couple of other dignitaries who were sitting behind her who were videoing the speech, and I thought that was quite awful that they they should have been listening to the to the words of you know these in front of 300 uh d-day veterans um so yeah if i had one criticism that would be it and there's two other unidentified um people but i think that that has come in for quite consider- considerable criticism on twitter today so if you want to see that you will also be able to see the queen's speech um, and a, an amazing flyover as well that happened
0: and with the D-Day commemorations happening as well, it's doubly fitting that the Queen chose to give um, President Trump a uh, that kind of first edition. Of uh, of Winston Churchill's book, about yes. The Second world War. Yeah,
1: definitely. I th- I think it's definitely come up in conversation that the they've been speaking about the the, the occasion today and about what it would mean, and, and and obviously tomorrow with Prince of Wales will be in Normandy with Trump um, as well. So um, again, uh, perfectly handled by the president by the by the world leaders, um, and um, you know, definitely um, a, a great occasion to commemorate the. Um, the D-day landings at the end of such an important week.
0: And it, it's well worth looking at the picture of all the world leaders gathered together, I think, because the thing that is um, so important, actually, is that Angela Merkel, who was, you know, whose country was the foe 75 years ago, is there in the heart of of that picture. And the world leaders are together and that happily is the world that we live in. Today and we're uh, very fortunate absolutely. to be living now. And some instead. of them weren't
1: even born then. It's, you know, especially Justin Tr- 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 Trudeau. Yeah, um, most of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So uh, it, and that's and and the Queen was actually there. And then you you speak about um, when Trump mentioned um, you know the Queen repairing uh, the um, engines during the war, and she's actually been there, seen it. Lots of have come and gone, um, and, and, and me even Theresa May said during her watch. They are the guardians. Whether it be her or Trump, of the special relationship. Well, she's been there and seen it all, and um, it particularly fitting for for her to make these speeches because I think you know, with seventy five years now, it will probably be one of the the last big occasions for a lot of the veterans. They they must be um, you know dwindling in number, sadly, and uh, and it's right that we um, we mark the occasion like this.
0: And it will be once you know, once the Queen is no longer with us again, that will be another link to that time which is lost and it will uh, you know rem- yeah. remembrance and the military are always at the heart and and core of of what the royal family yeah, do and care about so i think that will carry on but it will just have a change it'll be a very different resonance.
1: chapter when she isn't uh, isn't there that's uh, that's for sure
0: but i think it's fair to say it will always always be remembered because it was much sacrifice so what have we got to look forward to
1: so um we have Gosh, I should have probably. My brain is so fried today. Trooping this is is this weekend, so it's the Queen's official birthday. And rumours that Megan's going. I would be surprised if she didn't. However, I
2: bet she's sitting at home itching to get up. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, she it's been Archie's what five weeks old now. Um, I imagine well, oh, everyone's going to go. The Cambridge is going to go. We might see Louis for the first time, which On will be really tr- interesting. Um, Charlotte has Cambridge been pretty. was really young, and George when they went the first time. So Louis is over one now. So I imagine he will make an appearance. I would be surprised if Meghan doesn't go. It's a you know, it's half a day. Um, it's a really cool occasion. It'll be great to see her. What day is it? Just that I know my Saturday. life's over. Saturday. 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 But I don't think you will. It will. It's an it will be inevitable that people will write about it. That the fact that she, you know, and I think you can say snubbed, didn't go, want to be around Trump this week, and yeah. has then gone to trooping because Harry only went to the lunch. He was probably only in Buckingham Palace. For a couple of hours, I mean, he—I saw him leave. So he was—he was, you know, he wasn't there very long. Um, and Megan didn't want to go, which is entirely her prerogative. She is on maternity yep. leave, um, but listen, it, it will be quite interesting if she goes to Trooping and didn't go to represent the royal family at a state visit that her husband did as well.
0: But on the other hand, if you're stuck in a, if you're stuck in a state thing. You can't really like escape if you need to. If you're on a state banquet, you can't, like, pop off if the uh, baby monitor says he's screaming and wants sure, to see you. Sure, sure. And, and we don't know th- what's going on behind
1: closed th- doors I think she as has well. help.
2: I, I call it a hunch. <laughs> I think she's got something Yeah, yeah. Help yeah. Her.
0: <laughs> yes, but, like, if, you know, if the baby is hungry, well, I mean, we don't know what she's doing in terms of, you know, is she breastfeeding or is sure. she not? And there are, you know, you can express and all of that kind of thing. But, you know, the story that my grandmother likes to say is my mum went off to a party and I was already screaming by the time she got down the
1: drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. there but, so yeah, if again, she, but if she had committed to lunch and then pulled out, a big yeah. deal would have been made about it. So I, I do understand it and we'll cut some slack. But um, but Trooping of the Colour is an amazing event. So I'm sure she will do if, she, if, if she's...
0: And she could always just go to the balcony. Presumably sure. she could just go Absolutely. to Buckingham mm-hmm. Palace, yeah, yeah, go yeah, to yeah. the family bit. Yep. Great opportunity to introduce the baby to everybody. Yep. Not have to have a million people come and stay and say, oh, hello, hello, exactly, here's yeah. your baby. Very exactly. nice. You can just do it all in one go and then uh, you can go back to your cottage and have a nice time to do
1: that as well so we will wait and see I'll wait and
0: see so dreaming the colour is always a really grand occasion but what a lot of people don't know is that um, a couple of days before there is also a thing called beating retreat which I didn't is, know this. I am You going can to, enlighten us. I'm mm-hmm. going to tomorrow. I have been um, I didn't go last year I think because of work so my husband took somebody else took one of his mates instead. But we've been several times. It's I mean it, they've got the whole of horse guards parade already set up with all the stands and everything. It's music and soldiers marching about and people on horses and the big drum horses doing the thing and then there's there's usually some um you know uh, uh, some uh, army troop or like my husband would be much better on the technical descriptions <laughs> of what was going on. But like some people, uniforms. Yeah, more Horses. U- Yeah, lots of uniforms. Um but there'll be uh from a from another country, um, there would be a like a division who would come and do their thing. And it's you know, it's it's very nice. And it's probably much easier to get well, it is much easier to get tickets for than trooping the colour, and that's um it's on an on an evening. And there is always a royal or some form of dignitary who takes the salute so um i think sophie's done it in the past prince william's done it in the past various different people rumors around that maybe kate will do it Mm, one of the nights so i think it's on mm, well wednesday night we're recording on wednesday this will go out sometime overnight tonight so who knows by the time you hear this it may already have happened. Otherwise, maybe tomorrow night we might get to see her, which would be exciting.
1: Two things happening next week, which I can tell you about, which are quite interesting that um, it's a Centre concert, Prince Harry's charity. Rita Ora is performing next Ooh. Tuesday night, and that's at Hampton Court. Palace, which will be a pretty spectacular occasion, I'm sure. Pretty amazing backdrop, of one of the royal palaces. Very and fabulous. on the same day, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are going to be in Cumbria, which is a very. Rural county of England, and there's going to be some sheep shearing that is going to go on. <laughs> so the pictures from that are going to be amazing.
2: Aurora sheep shearing. I mean, from you... the
1: sublime to hmm. the sublime.
0: Hmm. Are you going to either of those, Russ? Are you going to be doing some sheep shearing?
1: I'm not. I, I'm. <laughs> uh, there's other stuff that I'm. Go- I'm up to, but I can't tell you about it just Ooh.
0: yet. Top secret. Top secret. I can't even remember whether it was last week you were like hinting that there was something going on this week that you couldn't tell us about that oh, Prince William it... was doing. I can't then it was. broke
1: straight after, I think. Oh, I can't did it? remember. Oh. Um but yeah, there's plenty plenty of exciting things coming up next week as well.
0: And did you have a nice day out at the cricket?
1: I did actually. I had a very, very nice day out. I, I, I struggled to remember it by the end of it. <laughs> We'd had a couple of sherry's. It was um, it was a good day out. Yeah, it was fantastic. Harry wasn't there for very long, but um, again, he's uh, representing the royal family. He was opening the cricket World Cup, and England are off to a flyer. We beat South Africa by a hundred and odd runs. So. And then we lost the next one. Though. Yeah, so but we'll pretend back. that didn't we're happen. Back, we're you back. can't remember that bit. Jeez, I can't. <laughs> oh dear, it's a
0: very good day out. <laughs> right, okay. Um, Oh, I think last week I may have promised that the next episode would be um with the Rainbow Queen. So we are still doing that, but we thought we'd get this one in first because it's important to discuss... All of the um, exciting things that we've oh, seen over the last next few time. days. Lots of well, lots of fashion next time. We may save that one for for may save that one up for a special occasion okay. because there'll probably be some trooping the colour yep. and sheep shearing yep. and other excitement. There might to be some more pussy bows. You never know. Oh, there <laughs> was a b- Russell got very excited this week because there was a mention of a pussy bow in the paper. It was the Burberry blouse. Papers. Just Lania. to get in, in there. Yeah. Melania. Melania's Lania. baby brows. So like watch out. If you are ever I walking down been the street. I listening, and
2: she knew. I wear a pussy bow blouse. They are absolutely going to mention that and talk yeah. about absolutely. Me. If you
0: ever walk down the street wearing a pussy bow and you pass Russell, <laughs> he's gonna be like You're wearing you, yeah? Pussy yeah. Bow. very overexcited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. Okay, enough that of that answer I'm probably off for my fourth course of breakfast now. So there we go. What is it? It's 20 past two as we finish recording, maybe it's time. Breakfast somewhere. Time for lunch. Breakfast somewhere. So thank you everybody for joining us. Um, Do um, subscribe if you haven't already um, and are enjoying the show. And um, we'd love it if you could leave us a rating on iTunes as well. Thanks very much for listening. And until next time.
1: Hunt save the Queen!